Alright, boom. Episode 245 of Kicking It with the King. We're live in 3, 2, 1. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, it is February 23rd, 2020. Sunday, February 23rd, 2020. Welcome back to Kicking It with the King, episode 245. Like I said, as promised, you'd have a show after the fights recapping the fights and talking about everything that went on everything wilder versus fury 2 everything um ufc auckland you know from the main event to you know a couple of the other fights and everything else so like i said as promised i did want to get you guys all in here and i'm glad to have gotten you guys in here because like i said there's a lot to talk about and let me start it all off from earlier today so i like wake up in the morning earlier right we're not even going to plug anything else because you guys know all that shit. We might as well get right into it, folks. So, as I said just earlier, you know, obviously yesterday was a crazy event. Well, both crazy events. You know, UFC Auckland was crazy. I got done watching that. I actually uh, watched it in the car. I wasn't driving. I was just in the front, you know hot boxing as i said yesterday if you remember what i said um and you know i was um you know i was watching all the fights in there from the main i think before the main card so probably like three fights before the main card i started watching i didn't catch the early prelims or anything else like that but i had to gone to the store to get some stuff so you know get some like get some food and, and get some drinks for uh the big fight night because not only after you'll see auckland there was going to be wilder versus fury so We'll just start it off here in the in the front part. We'll just we'll just kind of recap everything yesterday that happened. Um, it was it was a crazy night, man. Uh, um, a lot of fun fights. Um, a lot of my picks went wrong, though. You know, if you remember the episode where I uh, that it was like a couple episodes ago, I think when we we betted online, already we were um, doing fight picks and doing the podcast at the same time. And my, let me just tell you, a couple of my picks were completely off. Um, well, the Paul Felder versus Dan Hooker fight was very close, and you're talking to a version of me that just watched the fight once. Um, I mean, I remember it. It was very very close. Um, you know, obviously those takedowns, couple takedowns in the fight may have been what, uh, sealed it. Now there's like a huge discussion when it comes to what wins the fights, what the judge is looking for, and, and then somehow vice versa, everybody's talking about it. The judging is a huge problem in this, uh, in this, uh day and age but for me honestly now if i'm really thinking about it i didn't have a problem with the main event you know it was a great main event you know i thought because of the takedowns and you know those jabs man and the damage that uh that he inflicted on paul felder's eye dude that that was you know he busted paul up and i and like i said i i love paul felder i watched that entire fight man and just like the whole you know that the ending was you know when the judges uh when, when it was time to for bruce buffer to announce the scorecards i remember having anxiety because i didn't know who won but like I, i'm like what i'm just trying to say is that i i wasn't it wasn't like a robbery or anything i know a lot of people like to get that that little that specific word in their head and, and use it a lot every time something happens that they don't necessarily agree with. Uh, a robbery. No, it wasn't a robbery. It was, it was a great fight, man. It was Overall, it was a great fun fight. I mean, I, I liked seeing Paul start to pick it up. And towards the end, you know, towards like the middle of the fight, Paul started, you know, kind of pick it up, pick up the pace. And, you know, early on, it seemed as if... Uh, you know, Dan Hooker was getting the best of this, the stand-up exchanges, you know, that nice, nasty jab of Dan's, and, you know, Paul traded jabs with them as well, and then they both busted each other up, it was a fantastic fight, fight of the night, definitely earned, well-respected and well-earned, and, you know, we had some other amazing performances too, um, you know, Zubara to Hugov over Kevin Aguilar, those two left hooks, you dropped them, you heard them, and, you know, I thought it was going to be one of a wrestling heavy fight, I think a lot of people thought that as well, but, you know, you got can't sleep on the striking of Zubara, I mean, Kevin Aguilar is no tough, out, no, no cuff customer for anybody, but, you know, Zubara got that job done, um, uh, Marcos Rogeli, Marcos Rogeli, I, I keep saying, I keep butchering his fucking name, Marcos Rogerio de Lima with a fantastic win over Ben Sully, 
You know, he kind of came out guns blazing from the start to finish, you know. It was only a matter of time before Sassoli went down, and I was just like, yeah, he can't keep taking those shots. He can't keep taking those shots, and boom, what happens? He finally, you know, lands a couple of those bombs, and Sassoli just, you know, face down. Uh, first round KO. Um, I actually picked Sassoli because, I don't know, I just... You know, I just, I, I mean, I judged it off the fight with Greg Hardy. Like you said, you can't just judge him off fights and, and, and fighters off their other fights. I just thought that, you know, he was very athletic. Or not athletic, excuse me. He was tough and, you know, always came forward. And, you know, like I said, that was his problem. And in this fight, he was coming forward and, and, and Rogerio de Lima just came in and was swinging for the fences. I was like, goodness gracious, these guys are really getting after him. I mean, they're really trying to earn some, some money here. And then I know Sassoli was the hometown favorite and all that so you know and obviously people are going to heavily favor him Rogerio de Lima was from Brazil and he hadn't fought in a while too um so you know what a knockout for him um but uh from that to Wilder versus Fury I didn't watch the fight to be honest with you the only reason why is because when you're watching it on your phone or your device, and there's hundreds of people watching the same event that you're watching, it tends to slow your shit down, and I don't know if it was my internet, I did see a couple people say that they were having problems with their, uh, their connection as well, it wasn't the internet or anything like that, it just seemed like the traffic from watching all those fights, man, was heavy, and, you know, like I said, I just, you know, I rather, I was tired by that, so by the time Fury and Wilder was on, I was already tired, and, you know, by the time I already kind of, had my drinks and, 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 and had had my fun before that happened. You know, it was all UFC Auckland. You know, I started watching that. I watched all, I, I watched uh, pretty much all the fights. It's one of the first times that I've watched them all in a while. So it was pretty exciting, man. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I had a lot of, uh, I thought it was fun. I had a fun. Uh, and, um, you know, like I said, uh, a couple of those fights I didn't, I thought, um, and the, the Emil Meek fight, um, you know, obviously, my my stream was messing up, and, you know, I had to keep refreshing it and, uh, you know, keep keep go, clicking out of the app and going back in the app, and, um, you know, I would miss certain parts, but for the most part, it seemed as if, uh, you know, it took Emil Mick a little bit of time to get started, but he started to pick the, pick up the pace at one point in time. He had Jake Matthews in all sorts of trouble. Um, there was a unanimous decision victory. I thought maybe should have been, like, a split decision. Um... And in the main event, you know, it, you know, I could have seen it being either a split decision, which it was, or a draw. You know, I don't fucking score fights. I've got to go back and watch these fights. I went back and watched the Jones versus Reyes fight, Jones versus Santos fight, and, you know, I had a better answer. Same thing as I will have probably later on this week. Later on this week, we'll have a better answer when I go back and watch those fights. But, um... What I wanted, what really sparked my interest this morning, ladies and gentlemen, to start this podcast, to you know what ramped me up was just the 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 the. the I mean, obviously, we we got to talk about Wilder versus Fury. I mean that Tyson Fury knocking out Deontay Wilder uh, in the seventh round. Did anybody see that coming? I mean, people thought if Tyson Fury won, maybe it would be a decision, a decisive, dominant decision, because you know people did say arguably in the first fight that you know Tyson. Uh, was winning, and, um, you know, aside from that devastating knockdown, Tyson got back up and, you know, essentially won the rest of that fight, so, you know, it was very interesting thinking about what could happen in the rematch, a lot of people were, you know, speculating, thinking, as well as, as all of us were, we're thinking, how, how is this fight going to go down, I mean, uh, you know, obviously Deontay Wilder lands a punch, any, any clean punch, he, he, he's going to go out, anybody that he hits and connects with cleanly is going to go out, ladies and gentlemen, there's no doubt about it, uh, um, in this fight, you know, it was a lot. It was a lot of you know, uh, kind of a replica of the first fight, except Tyson Fury is just that much more on point. He looked absolutely sharp, and you know, arguably, people thought maybe that Deontay took too much uh, punishment. You know, Fury was the A side in this absolute fight. You know, he was he came forward. He he 
you know, executed his game plan perfectly. You you look at the size of Fury, the height, and look at the height of both him and Deontay. That's number one and number two in the world. All respects to Anthony Joshua, but you know, this is a. I feel like these guys are just on a completely different level and stuff when it comes to elite level. I mean, Joshua's elite level, but this was something else. And you know, just you know, uh, Tyson landing that bomb, and you know, the fight's over. And Tyson Fury is the champion, the heavyweight champion. I think he's like, you know, he's, he, in my opinion, he's an undisputed heavyweight champion. I don't, I don't pay attention to all the WBO, WBC, all these other fucking things. The main thing is he beat the man, the scariest man in boxing right now, in the form of Deontay Wilder. And now Tyson Fury is the man. He got that seventh round KO, and you know. All props to him, you know. Was I boxing heavy? I mean, this was an interesting fight. But, you know, if I could relate my excitement for boxing versus MMA, I'd jump on the side of MMA more often, way more than anything. But, you know, this was a highly anticipated fight. This is a fight that a lot of people were excited for. A lot of people were wondering, like I said earlier, what the fuck would, would happen in this kind of fight. And we saw that. Um, a, a trilogy fight is warranted. I think it's in the clause for both of them. So I think that could be next. I don't know what else is going to happen after that. I don't. I know that they're probably not going to be able to make that Joshua fight for sure. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen right now. I mean, this doesn't seem like it's going to happen, man. I don't know if Joshua really wants that kind of thunder, man. Tyson. Fury is a monster, and and quickly can can we fucking stop UFC heavyweights? Stop calling out Tyson Fury. That the the, the biggest turnoff of Saturday night was seeing the. I mean, obviously Tyson Fury winning, but seeing heavyweights call out who who called out uh, besides the champion Stipe Miocic calling out Tyson Fury. Really, Francis and Ganu calling out. Tyson Fury, really? No. Just no. No, no, fucking no. Come on, sit the fuck down. I mean, the, the thing that irritates me the most about it is when Stipe supposedly is injured and having severe eye... Not severe, I mean, he's having eye issues. He can't fight, and if he wanted to fight, he could fight in the, in the cage. Defend the belt that he has, he's holding up the division, there's top, there's two top contenders at heavyweight right now, you know, arguably coming up with more in the near future, I mean, with Jarzino, Rosenstrang, Francis Ngannou, Daniel Cormier at the top of the heap, everybody in the heavyweight division, he's holding up the division, so if he's supposedly injured, why the fuck would he be campaigning for a Fury fight, I mean, at this, at this day and age, it's just all fun and games and bullshit, I mean, I don't get it, man. If I say I'm injured, I'm injured. I'm not taking any fights, any combat fights, not let alone not a boxing match with one of the best boxers on the planet. No. You, you want you want straight-up predictions where I will put money down each and every time? Tyson Fury mercs Stipe Miocic. He mercs Francis Ngannou. And if you want my honest opinion, he makes it look worse than he made it look against Deontay Wilder. It would be a lot sooner of an ending for... Francis Ngannou, and be a soon of an ending for, for, uh, Steve Miocic. So, I mean, it makes no fucking sense. There's a logjam at the top of the heavyweight division in the UFC right now. The heavyweight champion of the world has gone radio silent in the UFC for who knows how long. You talked about, oh, you know, I gotta get my eye issues, my eye issues, my eye issues. Okay, then why why in the hell would you, would you take a boxing fight with one of the best boxers in the world if your eye's fucking injured? Dumbass. That shit's stupid, man. It, it irritates me. I can't imagine how DC and Curtis Blades are feeling at the top of this heap, man. I mean, this is absolute. It's absolute bananas, man. It's like a little circus, you know. Just the the age of social media, calling people out through Twitter, I mean, saying all this other shit like that. It gets publicized. People are gonna talk about it, and you know, like I said, you know, we're talking about it. Yes, so it generated buzz, but there's no there's no fire behind it. It's good. It's like a it's like a baby fire. It's like a fire. Okay, everybody's talking about it. Oh, what could happen with this? Does this? What happens if this happens? No. In reality, uh, MMA fighters and boxers know. All respects to Connor. He was able to do it. You know, lasted for ten rounds against Floyd Mayweather. But the heavyweight, the heavyweight division. You really think the UFC is gonna permit a boxing match between Stipe and and, and Deontay Wilder, or Stipe and Tyson Fury, or or Francis versus uh 
Tyson Fury, I mean, Francis maybe so has a better chance of going over and doing phenomenal in boxing, but I just don't think Francis's boxing is all that great. If you really, if you really want my honest opinion, obviously he has power. Obviously, compared to Wilder, um, you know, he, him and Wilder, you know, he, they hit you clean and you're going out. I mean, Francis and Gano's a terror in the MMA cage, where you got boxers who've done nothing but boxing for for their entire career, longer than Francis has been training. So there's like no discussion here. There's no topic. There's nothing to talk about when it comes to Stipe fighting a boxing match, Francis fighting a boxing match. Do that shit. Uh, drop the title. Let the let the division continue. Don't say you're injured and 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 campaign for stupid fights like that. Defend your title. That shit's annoying. Let's go to a commercial break, ladies and gentlemen. And we're back. Okay. So like I said, I'm not gonna lie. It does. Create buzz, and if you really want to fast forward and really fucking imagine Tyson Fury versus Stipe Miocic or Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou, I'm just trying to imagine the magnitude of it, how much it would sell. And I was thinking about it as we were quickly in that commercial break when I walked away from the microphone. I was just thinking, you know, it would generate the fans, it would unite the fans from the boxing world. And it would unite the fans from the MMA world, and then maybe invite some normal casual casuals that you know would tune in to see it either way. Any boxing, you know, casuals that would just normally see boxing, you know, it would it would attract a lot of attention. To be honest with you, but hey, it's not what I want. It's not. It doesn't make sense. It's stupid. You're, you're, we're trying to you know run the divisions. I mean, we look at a lot of these red hot divisions in UFC right now. Why not continue that? Why not add 2020 to the list, uh, uh, like a rematch, a trilogy? Just finish your trilogy with Daniel and then go there. I don't know. So it's it's so it was so annoying, man. And I really don't want to keep talking about that stuff. I just heavyweights stop calling out boxers. Cause when in the fuck has that happened recently? There's like a is there is there a fucking sound for a a, a cricket in the background so we can hear? How successful that's been, other than Connor. Connor's only fighter in the UFC that's called out a boxer and actually gotten it because he's Connor. The rest of you guys doing that, that's not going to sell. It's not going to nearly even create 100 million. Uh, it's not even going to generate over over a million on, on pay per view, most likely, because I know people will probably stream the shit out of that on an illegal streaming site. So sit the fuck down and, and focus on your heavyweight division in the UFC. And, and, and Francis, Stipe, you guys fight each other down the line in the UFC or something. Or boxing, if you want, but don't get in the way of, of of trying to you know continue to keep that heavyweight division alive and make it to where it's not dull as fuck like it like it was back in the day. I mean, back around two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve, it was you know it was dull as fuck at one point. Man, it was just Frank Mir, Andre Arlovski. I mean, it was a division full of dinosaurs and young guns being dinosaurs, dinosaurs fighting dinosaurs, and it's like Jesus Christ, man. Can we get some validity, validity, validity? Excuse me to these kinds of divisions and stuff. No, I mean I I just thought it was crazy and outlandish. And since we're already red hot, ladies and gentlemen, let me just talk about this tweet, this tweet that I issued, this tweet that I sent. I sent this when I woke up. This is what I was trying to get to in the beginning. Okay? So, alright. So I wake up, right? I scroll through Instagram. Normally, all of us do that. We wake up in the morning. We roll over. We grab our phones. We text a little bit. We have a little fun. We lay down a little bit before we get up in the morning. Then I was doing that as I was. And I come across all these memes of Deontay Wilder getting punched in the face, getting dropped. Um, and uh, I don't know. Just it, it, I can't think of them because they're all stupid. That's the reason why I can't think of them. But, you know, I've seen a bunch of memes, everybody celebrating, everyone, oh, you let the community down, or you let the hood down, and all these, respectfully, African-American, ath- uh, athletes, excuse me, there were none of the people talking shit were athletes, my bad, there were rappers, I mean, from Snoop Dogg to Lil Duval, and all these other 
ignorant ass people online sharing memes and stuff and i just thought how much how disrespectful that truly was and it fired me up to be honest with you so i'm gonna read you the quoted tweet that i had said and the reason why i had said it and why i felt it, it says such a shame seeing people post stupid memes celebrating deontay wilder's first ever loss it really shows a level of disrespect fight fans truly have for these athletes fuck y'all respect the fighter who puts their lives on the line each and every time hashtag wilder theory too yeah, I said that because people, it's easy for people to make these little 99 cent store memes and, 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 and celebrate and think it's absolutely hilarious when someone who has never been beaten finally gets beaten. He suffered his first loss and in my opinion, it always shown super class and, um, you know, it's been very, is uh, very respectful and, uh, you know, obviously, you know, they didn't like each other. Obviously, you know, Deontay Wilder is one of the scariest guys. You could fight even if he, even with this loss. He still is one of the scariest guys. And if he does rematch with Fury, um, you know, I, 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 may the best man win. Or, the, you know, third fight with Fury, may the best man win. Um, but, you know, in, in reality, like, he's still one of the scariest people out there. So, I mean, like, I've seen the amount of disrespect that he got. I was just, oh my god, it was fucking disheartening, disgusting, and, and, and what pissed me off the most about it was the fact that, I mean, I don't know, the, the part that pisses me off the most about it is, is people making jokes about it that don't even fight has have never stepped in a cage. Maybe they've stepped in a Planet Fitness gym or something like that, or LA Fitness or In Shape City, and automatically you 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 think you're you you're uh you're the shit or you think you're absolutely funny and making jokes on these, but when you're not in the fight game and you're not in the fight community, you don't know what it's like. You don't understand what it's like. So that little punk ass uh midget little Duval um, old ass Snoop Dogs, um, smoking, smoking nothing but his brains out, uh, in, in, in his modern day, all these people making stupid remarks, and all the comments, the comment section of people laughing and joking about somebody's demise like that, that shows you the disloyalty, uh, and, and, um, the, the low class uh, society that we're living in because people have the nerve to disrespect a professional fighter. And, you know, the funny thing is, you guys were watching. You guys were watching that. You watched that loss. So Deontay Wilder's laughing his ass off all the way to the bank while people that are, that are in the media are, are stupid, ignorant fight fans who are commenting or people like Little Duval obviously respected and, you know, probably very, very rich and stuff, but the point that that's not my point being said. My point being said is people that haven't ever fought, people who don't even train, people who are at grandma's house uh, in the basement, or people that, that sit around and, and work nine to five jobs and don't make anything near close to what Deontay and Tyson Fury made for less than, um, for less than an, uh, an hour of action and made it in one night. They made your life savings in one night, multiple times. Deontay Wilder's probably last 10 fights, he's made more than anyone that's been talking shit or, or, or have, has a, their outlandish opinions and stuff about, about the fight. You know, I'm only talking about the disrespect. You know, Tyson Fury did outclass Deontay Wilder, and he ended up, you know, getting the victory in the seventh round. But that's not what I'm talking about. We're not talking about what happened in the fight. We're talking about after the fight. We're talking about the disrespect shown. We're talking about the fact that not only boxers, but mixed martial artists, all these fighters that you're sitting around disrespecting, making little memes out of it, your memes are childish. Get the fuck out of here with your, your childish-ass memes. They're stupid. You know, you know, as a fighter and a competitor and... An athlete, man, fuck y'all. I don't want any, I, if that's how the fight culture is, fuck you guys. I don't want any of you guys supporting me or quote unquote supporting me. I can tell if someone supports or not. And if you have people like that that are joking and thinking it's funny or you know making references, oh you let our you know you let the hood down or you know you know Deontay Wilder is gonna go to the hood and say he got jumped and all this other stupid shit if that's your community if that's your African-American or black culture whatever it is making jokes about someone going down like that that I don't want to be a part of any of that I'm not I'm not in any of those little little stupid forums or comments or talking shit about a, a fighter like that who, who who's lost and 
you know, lost in front of th hundreds of thousands of people, and these guys are fighting for people's entertainment. You know, obviously they're fighting for themselves or making money doing it, and people are watching it. And people's money, their hard-earned money, they've that they've made from from you know working their normal jobs or doing whatever they do to get money and stuff like that. At the end of the day, that does pay these fighters' bills. That does give generate all the money and stuff like that. But show respect where respect is deserves. And I, I and I know that you know that's the culture we're in. You know, meme culture. I'm guilty of looking at memes. I'm guilty. I mean, obviously, I, I post memes too. I post funny shit like that. But I don't post them shaming or disrespecting a fighter like that. There's a big difference. There's a big difference between, you know, putting memes out there like the, the Tyson Fury meme saying that he, he's been eating pussy or something, licking pussy to strengthen his jaw so he doesn't get KO'd in the Deontay Wilder fight. People make memes off that. That's cool. That's funny as fuck. The fact that he won makes him even more funny. But the disrespect that people bring out and give to a fighter that would knock all of your teeth probably out of your fucking mouth at once, he would probably kill you if he hit you, probably give you brain damage, and probably fuck your wife in front of you <laughs> to this day. So, all these people that are saying their little dumb shit online, you would not say that in his face. If you would, you come to his gym. Come say something. Oh, you know, all these people that are so tough online. I mean, the fact that social media gives you the, the opportunity and outcome and, and, and the chance to say whatever it is you want to say. That's the part that drives me insane. Because a, a little part of me wishes that, it, you know, something, something would happen to people talking all that shit. I mean, the fact that shit doesn't happen to people like that and it's illegal to say all this bullshit all the bullshit that people are notorious for saying online shaming people talking shit and all these other different things that people are able to do on the internet and and and, and still breathe and still remain free and still uh and still you know live their everyday life i mean i understand their opinions and you know what's the fight game and and that that's what these guys sign up for i mean you're literally putting your life on the line and and literally you know you know giving the people a chance to critique you you're in that fire you're in that you're in that position you're you're doing everything you, you know regardless of it Regardless of if, how, what, what level of a fighter you are, you could be on the prelims in the UFC or something or, or be at the top that Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury are at and get humiliated. That's the game we play. I understand that. It's just so crazy to see all these unathletic people, horrible you know, people who've never trained in their life, people that just absolutely think it's cool to disrespect and shame a fighter, like almost like it's a thing to do, like it's a video game. This ain't no UFC 3. You don't get no restarts you don't get no you don't get you don't get no run you don't get you don't get to run it back i mean they can have a third fight or something like that but you don't get to have these moments all the time this could literally this is literally their life so when people die and stuff you little pussies join together and, uh, and create, oh, oh, rest in peace. Like, especially when all your little pathetic rappers um, die and stuff like that. You guys you guys get together and, and mourn them and all this stuff but um, and all these other different things. But yet, when it comes to something else, you guys have no shame in disrespecting someone that, that you know, oh, these people, like, you're like your pop smoke. Fuck that guy. All, all your fighters, uh, all your favorite at music artists, fuck them. Cause at the end of the day, they're making music, bro. You're sitting behind a fucking, uh, uh, behind a fucking microphone. Obviously, that's what podcasters do too. Don't get me wrong. But um, I know I'm probably gonna get a lot of heat for this. I'm fired up. But but these athletes are training day in and day out. You re you release a shitty song, you ain't gonna die for that. You aren't gonna have a potential brain trauma. Look at. Rafael Lovato Jr. getting a brain scan. That's something recommended for a lot of fighters. I would be nervous as fuck to even consider doing that. I mean, this is a dangerous game. So all these little stupid music artists like stupid-ass 50 Cent and stupid-ass little Duvall and stuff, literally, I will fuck both those guys up. 50 Cent's boxing sucks. He has no power. Little Duvall sits around and smokes weed and is short as fuck. And lives on the Bahamas. It's probably going to get hurricane. Come climate change. Turns for the, makes a turn for the worse. It's going to be terrible. 
for them. And his house is going to get fucking destroyed. And, and, you know, I just can't wait to see what happens to people who aren't humble and respectful towards fighters like that. Music's one thing. Fighting's a different thing. You don't know if you're going to make it each and every time. You don't know. You, you Physically, you're putting shit on the line. What, what What's the most physical thing you're doing to music? Your vocal cords? There's all these whack-ass rappers and stuff and all these world star fans and, and people that will comment on something or celebrating somebody's demise and all these dumbass things that they do because they don't have any idea of what it's like. They don't have any idea of what the grind is like in a fighting gym, in sparring, and training, being cut open. You don't get that shit in, in, in music. You either have motherfuckers writing music for you or if you're famous or talented enough, you can write it yourself. All these top-tier artists and stuff that are, you know, all the Grammys and all these actors and all these other different people, you know, they're, 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 they're obviously talented in their own divisions and stuff and anything else that they're doing on their side, but they're, they're not fighters. So all these rappers talking about fighting, just shut the fuck up, please. Just shut the fuck up. Now, everybody has a right to their opinion and shit. I'm not saying that that's... Um they're not, I mean, everybody has an opinion, I can't get mad about people's opinions, or get fired up, or frustrated about opinions, but when people who never fought, or trained a day in their life, or that's not even their fucking area of expertise, thinks it's all cool and cute to hop on your little smartphone, and and post your little cute memes and stuff, like, thinking they're funny, trying to get a laugh out of their fans, you're idiotic, man. Those that's that's some idiotic high school shit. That's some shit people would do in high school. People are bitches back in high school. And they acted like bitches in high school. You would be a man or a woman and be a bitch. A bitch is a bitch. And that's what I see when people uh post those memes or try to get clout clout chase off of someone else's demise or thinks thinking something's funny when it's really not. Those are the types of people off social media that get punched in the mouth. I think people should be held accountable for the shit they do. And, you know, when someone gets popped in the mouth or talks some shit and someone handles it off air or someone, you know, you know, you know, you can't do that to everybody. So when someone finally comes and checks you or some shit like that and something happens, I don't feel sorry for it. I don't I I mean, you have what's coming. Same thing with these rappers. People are surprised that pop smoke. Had a targeted hit. Oh, cool. Yeah, because what do you expect when you're. You look like a gang member, or you're 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 associated with with all these other people. I mean, I don't know, I don't know too much about this dude. I don't even know about him, but you know, it just looks like all you guys are rappers. All you guys are competing to be the best. I mean, you make diss tracks about all these other people. I'm not relating it to him directly, but just the whole rap game, the whole rap culture, and all these other things. You guys are a shitty fan base, and, and anybody from the rap rappers trying to give their thoughts on on, on boxing. Or mixed martial arts. I'm not. I'm not sitting here attacking all the rappers. I mean, there's some fantastic rappers. I listen to a lot, a lot, Malaysia, for sure. But from, I'm, I'm talking about specific people that ran their mouths yesterday, talking about Wilder and Fury. Sit the fuck down. You're part. You're part of, of the circle of of dumb celebrities that are just everyone. Oh, there's a boxing match. Oh, okay. Oh, I guess everybody's doing it. Let's talk about it. Oh, they're tweeting about this fight. Let me tweet about it. Okay, I just want to be a part of the conversation. I want my opinion to get heard. Shut the fuck up. That shit's annoying, man. I can't stand hecklers. I can't stand people that don't know what they're talking about. Now, if Helwani, for example, Ariel Helwani said some shit about the fight that wasn't, you know, obviously when when it comes to him, the way he judged Jones versus Reyes, I was kind of like, I, I respectfully disagree with you, Helwani. But I still love you. All these rejects, these rappers that sit around and smoke weed all day, they're skinny as hell, that are unathletic as fuck, like Snoop Dogg and and, and Little Duval. All of them would they would get broken apart, man, in in, in in a mixed martial arts cage, in a mixed martial arts setting. They would get de- decapitated, man, and, and and people would really find some fun out of that. They're two old ass men. That don't have anything going for them. Obviously, they have money, but money doesn't do everything for you at the end of the day. And I don't think anybody's talking about Snoop Dogg's old ass music nowadays. Who the fuck Ludo Duval? I thought it was an Instagram, uh, Instagram influencer at one point. I didn't even know that was a fucking singer. I mean, making you know, attract nothing but uh, 
absolute whores. I mean, sharing all your pictures and stuff about uh, all the women talking about how they want you and, you know, they don't care about you. They just want to fuck because you're famous. If they weren't famous, they wouldn't give a fuck about you. So fuck all these people talking shit and uh, fuck you all that <laughs> anybody that has to, any bullshit and disrespects any professional fighters out there. Like, like I get it, man. I get the whole the, the whole gist of it. I get the Connor haters. I get the Colby haters and stuff. But when you guys talk about shit that people have done a million years ago, you sound like petty high school kids. This is shit we did when we were back in high school. I had people throwing the most pettiest things around, you know, arguing about the most pettiest things. Oh, you don't talk to him. Oh, I don't talk to her. So if you talk to her, I'm not going to talk to you. Little stupid drama like that. Oh, thinking they're cute, little making people thinking they're cute, making their little... In, in, in ignorant Snapchat videos or uh, whatever it is, uh, Instagram responses. Oh, so and so reacted to Wilder Fury fight. I don't want to hear your outlandish opinions and stuff like that. They don't matter. Cause you never fought Snoop Dogg. When has Snoop Dogg ever fought? When has Snoop Dogg ever been in a UFC cage? The only time he's ever been in anything associated with UFC was that. Uh, Rejected, uh, uh, you know, idiotic Snoop cast is unathletic, uneducated opinions that he's had uh, on uh, on on a contender series, a whole Sean O'Malley thing. That thing's cool and all, dude. But all these people just having fun with someone's demise, dude. Like that, I mean, this guy has kids. Wilder has kids. He's he's a human being. He's obviously a follower of Christ in a lot of ways. If you're not religious, you won't be able to relate. But you know, you, I don't get I don't get the disrespect. That's just that's I, that's all I don't get is a disrespect, and I feel that you know obviously it's a sport. It's not a video game. You can't restart, like I said earlier, and I I just don't know where the disrespect comes from. Yeah, yeah, I may have went off the rails and talked about people who passed, but I don't get it. Rappers aren't the most intelligent people, especially not now not nowadays. So, I mean. The fact that it's multiple rappers talking about it. Snoop Dogg, Lil Duval, 50 Cent. 50 Cent's like a little girl on Instagram. And, you know, who the fuck's talking about 50 Cent music nowadays? 50 Cent? 50, 50 Cent? Really? 50 Cent would get destroyed in mixed martial arts. He would get destroyed in boxing. 50 Cent? Shut the fuck. Shut your fucking mouth, please. Because no nobody cares about your music. You 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 were popular back in, in the maybe like the nineties, but it's two thousand twenty, man. You you're, you're it's been like twenty something years plus since you've been relevant. So when people that aren't relevant try to voice their opinions on on fights or mixed martial arts, I mean Ariel Hawani is relevant, so I respect his opinion. I respect anybody in the fight community's opinions that that have been around fighters that actually know what they're talking about, that have a good eye for the sport. If you don't have a good eye for the sport and you don't know what the hell you're talking about, then your opinions mean nothing. I just think it's crazy how fired up I got. Jesus Christ! Sorry, I'm not saying trying to complain like the whole time, but it's just that was just my that my 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 own thoughts about it. So um, let's go from the all the bullshit, all the stupid bullshit. Let's go from there into talking about the impact that UFC Auckland had. Obviously, like I said, it was a close fight between Felder. And Hooker and, you know, before that, it kind of were a little steamy, getting in each other's face. And, you know, obviously, like I said, it's a high-level contest. Both these guys are just trying to put bread on the table. And, um, you know, they both delivered a fight of the night, you know, worthy fight. And, you know, I feel bad for Felder, man. I know that he uh, he's really wanted this main event. And, you know, I followed him for a while and... uh you know, understood, like, you know, he's a real good fighter, man, I mean, he, he's one of the active fighters that, uh, you know, it's not, he's not one of the retired fighters commentating, he's an active fighter, I mean, going away from your daughter for eight weeks, not being able to see your four-year-old daughter, I mean, missing every little moment, you don't know what kind of moments you're missing out if you're a parent, and you're, and you're, you're sacrificing your time, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're getting beaten up, you're, you're, sometimes you may have some off days in training or doing any of these other things, and, and you know, you're away from your family, I mean, being away from your family is hard, I mean, people that have their family with them and they train, you know, some are fantastic fighters, some people need to be away from their family, otherwise they may not train as hard, they may not have that luxury of knowing what it's, um, they, they may not have that feeling of knowing what it's like to, to, uh, not, uh, 
have some like you know that luxury of not having something good when you like when you know what like not having your family around they don't people don't know some people don't know what that's not like so when you have a little four-year-old or a two-year-old or a newborn and stuff that's your world right there that's what you should be completely focused on i mean the fact that paul felder still sacrifices everything that he has at this point in time i mean he did say that he's not gonna be a guy to really stick around and just you know be a subpar fighter or be a 50-50 fighter. He's gonna, he wants to fight for that belt. Um, obviously, it's a log jam in that division. With the win, it would have you know, been a lot better for him. You know, it's a split decision and loss. It's unfortunate. I think any time that a split decision happens, you know, just the anxieties of, fuck, did I win that? And, and you know, when Bruce Buffer was like, you know, he said the judge's name. Whenever he says the name, judge's name first, like Sal Diamato scores a fight 30 27 or whatever it is you know whatever the fucking scorecards were or whatever they are in general whenever they call it that shit when they say the judge's name that's how i was like yep it's gonna be a split anytime that they say the judge's name unless it's like a unanimous decision but if it's not a unanimous decision they usually don't like you know if it's not a unanimous decision then um it's a split or it's a draw so it's just it's a crazy game, man. Like I said, this fight game is crazy. So like a split decisions, unanimous decisions, and like at the end of the day, I think I agree with uh the Emil Mick scorecard versus um when he fought who did he fight Emil Mick, Jake Matthews. He fought Jake Matthews. Okay, I agreed with it. I thought he won originally, but thinking about it, you know, uh, Jake Matthews got those takedowns. But you know, Emil Mick landed a lot of nasty knees and that barrage of punches when Jake Matthews was kind of turtled up a little bit. And then um, you know, the Felder fight, I did think Felder kept getting caught with those jabs to the face and stuff like that. And then he picked it up later on, you know, towards the middle of the fight, and you know, um, did connect with a lot of stuff and you know the stats don't lie the stats were you know showed paul uh, paul ahead but it was just such a close fight and you know you can't just go off the stats so if you just go off the stats and like the significant damage what the judges are seeing what the judges are looking for it's just completely because like if they went off the stats then a lot of people would be a lot less unhappy but the judges don't just go off the stats they go off of what they're seeing what's in front of them and you know like i said who knows what the fucker judges judges those current judges the shitty judges we have right now are looking at who knows what they're actually looking for but you know i i at the end of the day i thought that it was a, it was a close fight but you know dan hooker with the takedowns and you know some of the control and stuff um i thought he maybe he edged it out man if it was not a split it would probably been a draw or something like that but you know i i 100 at the end of the day agree with that so now brings me to talk about briefly before we get out of here next week's fights I'm sorry for getting fired up to you. I'm not. I mean, I, I'm not gonna apologize or apologize for what I said. At the end of the day, like I said earlier, it's like when people who aren't even in the fight game or never fall in the sport like that talk shit about fighters or professional fighters or or shame them after a loss like that. I and mean, it's not your place to be saying that shit. So don't be mad when someone says some shit about what you do and stuff. And and real educated people come out and really you know put people in their place. But uh, we got um, UFC 248 on March 7th, um, basically in less than two weeks from now. Um, main card, oof, top to bottom is stacked. Israel Adesanya versus Yoel Romero at the main event. Wei Li Zhang versus Joanna Young Jacek. Derek Brunson versus Edmund Shabazian. I don't know if that fight's still on for UFC 248. Is it? I thought it was moved. Neil Magny versus Li Jing Liang. Sean O'Malley versus Jose Quinones. Um, I picked Jung by decision. Or stoppage. Jung could stop Joanna in this fight. As I said. Cause I, I, did you see the uh, the fight with... Uh, let me see. What was the name of the fighter that just fought? She just fought last night. She was a Chinese-born fighter. I think she was the first Chinese-born fighter in the UFC history. If I'm not mistaken, is her name Yan? Uh, I can't pronounce the H. Yan Sionan. Oh no, I don't know how to pronounce it. X I A O N A N. I picked her by decision. 
I, I thought she would uh, beat, handedly beat Karolina Kovacavich. Um, I picked her by decision, and I won uh, 1,552 experience points for that. It was a perfect pick. That was one of the only, that was the only perfect pick that I had on that. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know, these Chinese fighters, man, you can't sleep on them. You really just can't sleep on these Chinese-born fighters. That's all I know is fighting. All they do is fight. China, Chinese people are fighters. So when you get Chinese-born fighters, dude, expect to have a hard time in a fight. But yeah, we got, um, that's an interesting fight. Very, very exciting fight next week. Romero, Israel Adesanya. We'll talk about it when it gets closer to the fight. But like I said, that's just an interesting fight. As I said earlier on the other show, um, it will really show if Israel's a real big deal. If he puts away Romero, if he looks fantastic and you know, wins that fight in an exciting and emphatic fashion, that will really submit Israel Adesanya's legacy and really, you know, really get to start and really make people aware that he's a real deal if he can get past Romero, if he can get, get past Costa. And speaking of Costa, it reminded me of something. Israel Adesanya is under fire for some comments that he made over uh, Romero. Let me pull him up. I don't know the exact um, comments made, but he is under fire, I guess, because uh, you know some controversial comments. Relating to 9-11, if you remember 9-11 back in the time. Very, very tragic, like, uh, very tragic event for the um, United States. Um, and, you know, just the whole world in general, too. A very humbling event for America as well. But here's the reference. Um, Israel Asanya made a, a disgusting reference to the 9-11 terrorist attack at a press conference in his homeland. What did he say exactly, though? Um, okay. He said, because, this is quoted, because fuck all this, Romero is a guy that disrespects the sport. It would irritate me a lot if he didn't hit the weight. I'm ready for Darren Till or Jaron Cadenier to step, to enter the fight for the title on the eve, the Kiwi insisted. However, Israel Adesanya was accused of crossing the line after downplaying the fear factor many believe Romero possesses. He's a guy nobody wants to fight. Boogeyman, is this in the, what, what the, oh no, let's just skip to it, he said, he's human like everybody else, and everybody likes to make this myth about him, oh he's still, like kicking still, or if you hit him, he doesn't fall, I'll touch him enough times, I'll touch him enough times, and eventually he'll crumble like the Twin Towers, so he said, he'll crumble like the Twin Towers, is a reference that everybody got offended by, and got upset, uh, I mean I could see it, man, did, the Twin Towers, did they not crumble? I mean, you could make a million other references to other things, but a tragic event like that where people lost their lives and 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 family, you know, families were 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 separated and families were heartbroken. Thousands and thousands of people were hurt. You know, got the phone calls that their family didn't make it or somebody died or you know, innocent people were killed. And you know, the Twin Towers legitimately did crumble. But referencing something like that, it's like it's like something. Comedic, comedic based. What I mean by that, I don't know if that was even the right word, but you know, comedy, comedy, co comedians, they make shitty references and they piss a bunch of people off. As does Israel. But you know, I didn't. Really, I mean, I can see what why people got upset about it. But damn, it's like fuck. It's just crazy. Paulo Costa commented, said that you're a disgusting piece of shit. How dare you make a a joke disrespecting thousands who died. And the heroic firefighters and police. I will kill you, Dury Kiwi. Um, 2,606 people died at the World Trade Center, including 343 firefighters. Damn. Low-key, I thought way more people died. That just seemed like freaking crazy. More people, uh, you know... And were affected years later from that because of the, the the inhaling and you know I don't forgot the name of it sulfur or something like that or whatever the hell was in the air the chemicals that damaged and fucked a lot of people up later on in life so like I said Israel just chill on the um 
the savagery. You're an amazing fighter. Uh, I mean, I want to see what he can do with Romero. And definitely, uh, you know, sometimes he says a little too much and a little outlandish for wanting to fight John Jones or move up to heavyweight to fight Stipe. It was just kind of crazy. But um, just Israel, just chill with the crazy references. I hope I don't go on his Instagram right now and see something that's going to piss me off. Hmm, let's see. Andre Arlowski returns against Felipe Linz on UFC Oklahoma on 5-2. Damn, Arlowski has 19 losses? Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, um, I think that's all we got, ladies and gentlemen, for today. Um, other than that, like I said, there's nothing else. Um... That's all we got. Ariane Lipsky versus Luana Carolina has been added. Lipsky is fucking sexy. Sexy, sexy, sexy looking woman. Damn. The queen of violence. I just followed her on Instagram as we spoke. Damn. Carolina Kovacavich came up short. Um, I mean, I called that, but... Damn. Just, I didn't realize, like I said, for the longest time, I didn't realize that... Uh, I didn't realize that she was riding a three-fight losing streak or anything else like that. So, I mean, that sucks that she, unfortunately, was on the losing end of that and lost pretty handedly. I don't think they were going to cut her, but, I don't know, definitely down the rankings for sure. So, I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you guys for all joining us here. Quickly, you can follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at KWTKPod. Um... And uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at G the King MMA. Like I said, man, I went on, I went completely savage mode, and uh, you know roasted some people, talked some shit about some fighters, not some fighters, but just those stupid ass rappers and stuff like that. And you know these stupid people that think they're funny with comedian being their com- being comedians and shit like that. And. Um, yeah, so anyways, like I said, I don't hold back from the shit talk that I had against, uh, and, you know, it's, it's just crazy, man. Just don't talk shit about professional fighters, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I mean? But, um, like I said, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I think we'll be back in the middle of the week. If not, we'll be back on Friday, folks. I appreciate you guys for all joining us here, and we will all be back sooner rather than later. Don't get offended. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back sooner rather than later. G, the king out, baby.